Hey, my lovely ladies, before the show starts, I'm looking for some more six and seven figure female founders and CEOs to interview. So please go to www.twwguest.com to apply. In today's episode, we're interviewing Luana Bradford, a business growth and global strategy leader, TV show producer, talk show host, and currently the CEO of Bradford Group. She believes that life should be embraced in the moment and that positive transformation and lasting impact in life and business can be achieved one strategy at a time. Today, she's taking us behind the scenes of her number one secret to becoming a blue ocean authority. This should be a fantastic episode. Welcome, Luana. Thank you so much, Jackie, for having me. How's it going? Oh, it's going great. We're so excited to have you here. So let's get right to it. We would love to hear all about this, you know, secret to a Blue Ocean Authority. Sure. Well, what a Blue Ocean Authority is, is an individual who is able to find that space of domination and or authority. Meaning you're going away from the burden of talent. You're not following the path, but you're blazing your own trail. And so when you think about blue ocean and you think about sharks, right? Red ocean is where there's this feeding frenzy, right? There's a there's a limited resource and every, everyone is trying to get to that limited resource. Well, the blue ocean authority mindset built beliefs in an abundance principle and creates their, from their seed of genius and finds opportunity despite the quote-unquote competition that may be out there because I believe that there is room for everyone there's room for everyone's genius to to really shine and spotlight and expand but it be, starts with mindset you have to believe that you can be in that version so tell us a little bit about how you kind of uncovered this this secret or this this idea of a blue ocean authority and how you made it your own I I think you could start it back in 2007, 2008 for me with the, with a mortgage crisis and realizing that we could crash and burn, you know, just be, be caught up, uh, gobbled up with what was happening economically, or we could find a way to survive and thrive. Well, where we were currently sitting in the residential side was red ocean. I mean, it was a beating frenzy there. And we had to become... We were already an expert in our industry, but we were looking at where the industry was going, where the industry leaders were shifting and changing. And we saw that there was a lot of focus on the commercial side. And so we did what we needed to do to still stay in our lane of expertise, which was providing mortgage solutions, but doing so with a new product. And that allowed us to attract a new client. So that for us became the blue ocean while others were still trying to survive in the red water. We're like, man, mm, let, let, let's, let's create a, uh, a new opportunity for ourselves. And since then, Jackie, I've taken that principle and I continue to apply it in everything that we do, always looking at how can we constantly reposition to remain relevant. And that's what Blue Ocean is. You, you maintain a seat of relevance and authority in your zone of genes. Well, and I think that's such an important thing especially right now, right? It's a very timely issue because obviously we've gone through this massive change with the pandemic. And now, you know, everyone's, you know, muttering the R word has been for a while. All sorts of stuff is happening in the economy and we can either get really upset or worried about that or 
we can, you know, try to find that that new direction. So I love hearing about this. So tell us a little bit more about some of the results that have come out of this. Maybe there's a story you have of like where that actually played out in your in your business or the blue ocean theory. Sure. Well, will you when you're in the blue ocean, you're pretty much alone, or there are very few of you swimming out there. And uh, you become magnified to others. So for us, being in blue ocean, I started getting calls because our messaging was different. And, and now our company is a regular on the Mortgage Voice, which is a national radio talk share. So that helped to amplify our authority, right? That third-party endorsement. We were also contacted by other brokers in our lane to say, well, why don't we partner and create educational platforms for individuals that are looking for other income streams? So understanding, I want to get into real estate. That's one thing. But then financially, how do I do it? So we were providing that financial educational lens. And the third thing that, that came out of it is I started partnering with other financial experts uh, women in particular, and we have started an annual financial wellness boot camp designed for women, and we're in our fifth year with that. So again, it shows how we shifted, but then all these other lanes were coming up, which gave us, again, more exposure. Well, and I think it's so important, too, to remember that, especially as women, we have this opportunity to really, like you said, lane three, partner with each other. And really build each other up, which I love talking about here. So talk a little bit more about how, you know, how you've done that and what's played out for you and maybe any advice you have around that for our audience. Well, the one thing that I often remind people, one of my favorite proverbs, it's an African proverb that says we can go far for ourselves, but we can go farther together. And I believe that we as women can capitalize on our strength and hire, if you will, or partner, if you will, to our weaknesses. I don't need to try to know it all, right? But if I know someone who either knows someone who has the resources or the expertise, that's who I want to partner and have this shared vision so we create truly this win-win um, environment for, for both of us. So it's it's one that creates a complement. And I learned in, in building these relationships, it's very important to be very transparent as to what it is that you're trying to do. Make sure that you do have shared values, right? Because you don't want to get halfway down the, the line and realize, okay, we're not in agreement. Mm-hmm. And, and then from there, also realize the importance of the timeliness of it. Is it going to be short-term or long-term partnership? And be willing to talk before you enter in what's going to be the exit strategy. It's right. okay to have an exit strategy. Women, I think, feel that once I get into something, it's forever and ever and ever and ever, right? I think that's right. the fairy tale mindset that we've been, we all grew up with, right? Happily ever after. <laughs> but no pressure, no pressure at all, right? <laughs> it's okay to say, I want this relationship for this particular period of time to accomplish X. And we can part ways. It doesn't mean that we don't come back around again, mm-hmm. but we have to be willing to know when to, I like to say, cut bait and move on to, to the next level that may be a greater and higher level for us. But sometimes if we get too comfortable, 
You know, we, we create our own, we step out of the side box, <laughs> Jackie, and then we create our own box. <laughs> very comfortable and it. it's like i don't know if i want to go out but when yeah that's that's where the brilliance of the opportunity and the wealth and and the impact lies it's outside of the box well and i think it's so important to remember too that ultimately i believe at least our soul our being yearns for that right we're always wanting to grow and expand and so while it's very comfortable to keep doing the same things and working with the same people the you know it's it's important to have those people who come into our lives and catalyze us to go what about something else what about this bigger vision so i love that so why do you think that this approach is so effective um success leaves clues and it's something that's proven and I don't believe that there's a need to reinvent the, the wheel. You innovate, but sometimes that innovation is based on practices and principles that already exist. And that I, I'm a student of my respective industries, and I look at what the giants are doing, right? How are they shifting? How are they turning? We're no different. We're just a we're similar business, smaller scale. Right. Right? Yeah. And so what do you think is the best way? Because I, I think there's so much, like, I think there are people who say that. And then there's also people on the other side who say, you know, don't follow the big guys. They've got big budgets and big, you know, all the big stuff. So how do you kind of, you know, navigate that as maybe a person who's maybe a solopreneur or a small team? How do you take the best of the big guys stuff without kind of getting lost in, in that well, just remember, every big guy used to be small. They started off in their garage, in their kitchen. They, it was an idea. Mm-hmm. And so it's, again, studying your origins, understanding how they navigate, taking those proven principles of success is scaling them down for your real-world application, right? So I may not have a million dollars in marketing budget. But in my annual planning, did I plan for marketing dollars? <laughs> I, should, I should hope so. But very often, as, as solopreneurs especially, we get so excited in our dream mm-hmm. that we forget about the budgeting piece of it and all the components that there is. One of the things that I think um, it's great, but it trips us up financial, is all the training, right? This trading, that trading, well, it's only $99. It's only $49. But um, Jackie, I was talking to one of my mid-teens because we just finished tax time. And she said it wasn't until tax, she was doing her taxes that she realized she had spent over $6,000 in training last year. And I said, okay, there's nothing wrong with that. Were you over your budget? She said, that's the problem. I didn't budget for training. So it's all over budget then, right? It's all it's all over budget. So it for business to be successful, there's some back to basic principles. And, you know, it comes with everything, our pricing, our product, our positioning, our people, and and our and our clients and the messaging and understanding how those lanes work and scale according and budget accordingly. And it's okay to go small to grow big. Like with my past business when we got the uh, licensed sporting apparel, we were growing so fast we couldn't meet demand. So what happened? We have to close our doors. 
So yeah. some people were like, oh, growth is a good problem to have. Yeah, if you have the money to support it, we still had to answer the demand and we just could not, um, we couldn't merchandise fast enough. Well, and there's absolutely something to be said for taking it step by step, not just, you know, like doing it incrementally to grow where you want to, as opposed to trying to race ahead. Because as you found, right, then there's something generally missing, right? Whether it ends up being on the delivery side or supplier side or, um, and no, I think especially as women entrepreneurs, again, we find it so hard to let people down and that kind of going through that process can be so hard on us, right? To then bounce back. So first off, congratulations for you know, not letting that hold you down. <laughs> um, so tell us a little bit about like, um, you know, before we kind of pivot, like what was most surprising about this process in your kind of entrepreneurial journey? You had to take one surprise away from. Which, which part of the process? Well, I, I would say kind of, I guess the, the blue ocean, like moving to the blue ocean and what was kind of surprising about, you know, as we kind of wrap up talking about that, what was the biggest surprise for you? I think the biggest surprise was how resilient we were as a business. Because mm. it's scary to go in the blue ocean. No one, no one's there or the few that are there, pretty strong swimmers, right? right. And you're wondering, well, can I swim in these deep waters? Can I do it? And initially, not really, don't do it very well, but I know how to tread water. <laughs> You know how to not drown. <laughs> yeah, well, I think I think that was the biggest takeaway as well. We we are resilient, and when you were able to overcome um, a massive hurdle in your business, it doesn't mean that you're never ever going to face challenges again. They will come the longer you're in, but you re- that's like a wall of remembrance. It's like we did it once. This yeah. is a, this is a, another challenge. We can do it again. And you just learn from experience to experience to experience. I think that is a perfect segue to my next question, which is all about what is the what is the new challenge you're taking on? What what's coming next for you? The new challenge is I have three um, streaming TV shows, and I am about to start my own channel. And uh, part of me is a little scared about that. I'm still going to keep my my other three on the current network. But I feel that there is certain messaging and a specific um, way that I want to package this language that by being on my own platform gives me that that autonomy to do so. But it's very scary because now I'm stepping outside of the community. Yeah, yeah. That's very exciting. So what will that uh, what will that look like? What what kind of things are you stepping into with with that? Well, the network is going to be called, it is called Be Them TV. And Be Them stands for be transforming her energy and mindset. So it's dealing with all of the roadblocks, mindset, institutions, systems, things that are really impeding us as women from elevating and expanding to the greatest and best that we can be is Jack. I truly believe that when we can pause and, and, and just sit into that divine gifting, then we can see the change we want to see in our families, the community, the nation, and the world. But it first starts with us. We've got to take ownership. Then we have to commit to what we say we believe in. We've got to own it. 
And then we have to move boldly in it, unapologetically. And so that's what this network is, is going to be about, is um, freedom of expression. And I think, like you said, it's so important to take that moment to pause and first connect, right? I think that's the piece that's so often missing, right? People are going, I'm not hitting my goals. I'm not getting where I want to go. And it's like, well, but how, did you stop? Because we always feel like we should be in action. We should be in motion. Um, so I, I think that that's an amazing platform you're putting out there. And I can't wait to see what it does. So, yeah. So we at The Wealthy Woman, we believe that, you know, true wealth is never just about money. Uh, we talk about that a lot. And so we we believe this for lots of reasons, but one of which is that, of course, at the end of your life, you can be very, very rich, um, but it does not mean that you live a wealthy life. And so I always like to ask all of my guests, what is it about your life or your business that makes you feel wealthiest? My family. Mm -hmm. I don't have any children, uh, but I have these amazing parents who my mom's 87, dad is 92, and they have mentored and coached me my, my whole life, uh, personally and professionally. And I have a brother and two amazing nieces and nephews, but my extended family too, I, that's, that's my, my values. So my relationship with God, my relationship with my family, and it, it doesn't get any better, better than that. And like you said, you can have all the money in the world, but if you have no one to share it with, if you have no one to pour into because of the, those resources, then what's it for? So for me, the wealth is, is family. And I'm just so blessed to have the family that I have. And then we also like to ask kind of the fun version of that, which is like, what is the most unconventional or outside of the box or just joyous thing that, you know, brings to you, you know, day-to-day -day wealth? Day-to-day -day wealth is my uh, walking every morning. Uh, it's it's a place of, of peace and serenity, um, just releasing and just allowing God to just speak to me. Um, it, it's my brother cheeses me whenever he hears that I'm coming back from my walk. He's like, "You sound like Adam walking with God in the Garden of Eden." <laughs> but I that to me when, when I can start my day off with that walk, I just feel so empowered it's like everything you know everything can go wrong in my day but i started it one way and that's i keep bringing myself back to that moment you know when, when i started my walk or the midpoint in my walk or how i ended my walk um yeah that's that's my sweet space that's my happy place. that's your happy place yeah i i i feel like I'm the same, right? Nature. It's got to be outside. I, there's so many wonderful things inside. There's so many things, but like, there's something about being out under the sky and, and, and what that does for your ideas, right? There's no cap. There's no, there's nothing holding you down. There's just the sky. I think that yes. there's something in us. We're meant to be outside and uh, it brings out the best in us. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Lavana, you have been an amazing guest today. We really enjoyed it. If our audience wants to learn more about working with you, about your new network, where can they go to find out more? You can find me on all things social media by my name, Luana Bradford, or Instagram. It's the Luana Bradford. And to check out our website, um, you see my, here it is, the Bradford Group, <laughs> um, BradfordGroupMTG.com, BradfordGroupMTG.com. 
would love to connect, have a conversation. And if any of you are interested in being on my shows, I'd love to welcome fresh ideas, first voices uh, to the stage. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much again. Thank you, Jackie. Hey, everyone. I really hope you enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more The Wealthy Woman podcast content, make sure to subscribe. And here's a way we can help you for free. If you are a six, seven or eight figure female founder and CEO, we want to see and interview you on one of our podcast shows. Head to twwguest.com. Again, that's twwguest.com. I hope to see you on our next interview. Now, as a wealthy woman, we help six, seven, and eight-figure female founders and CEOs to scale their business by using unconventional approaches like leading-edge science and tapping into their unique authenticity code. If that sounds good to you and you want to get some help, then we're inviting you to book a short chat with our team to see how we can best help you. Go to www.thewealthywoman.com slash chat. Again, that's www.thewealthywoman.com the wealthy woman.com slash chat.